1: Wasn't our little visit, our guest, Dr. Andrew oh. last time so much fun? Yeah, it really was. He had a good time. He had a good time, we yeah. had a good time. Yeah.
0: It was good stuff. Yeah. And um there was a, a listener that um may go get chiropractor care from him. Really? To me. And I'm like, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh I yeah. She,
0: she texts both of oh, us. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like,
1: that's really cool. I love that yeah. for him because, yes. gosh, when you go to his office, like, don't you immediately feel calm and yeah. peace, and like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the help I need immediately. <laughs> it really
0: feels like I'm in the right
1: place. Oh, That's I it. love it. Yeah, yeah, I love going there. Yeah. He's just such a great guy. I love that he loves the Lord, and his wife loves the Lord, and they have a sweet little family. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: he's super nice.
1: Yeah, maybe we could have him back on Yeah, he said sometime. he would. <laughs> he's fine. I think he just enjoys it. Yeah. I think he enjoys talking. Yeah. So. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I know. So, <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Well, we got a pretty deep topic today. We kind of do. Yeah. I love this topic, though. And I'm just going to confess, this was one of my family issues. What about you? Oh,
1: completely came from this type of family. Yeah. Um, For sure. Yes. It was only by the grace of God that um, I was introduced to Jesus. Yeah. And thank God. Yeah. Because I could probably still be walking oh. in some junk and bringing that into the family you know that my husband and I created, and right. that would be horrible, right? Because then it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, so we're from generation ta- to generation. Yes,
0: so we're going to talk about dysfunctional family.
1: Yes, who out there has a dysfunctional <laughs> family? Right. Who out there doesn't know if right. you have a dysfunctional family? And I think that's what's been kind of coming up
0: yeah. um, this week is that sure. people don't realize what dysfunction is and that they're in, they're in it yeah. and then some of the uh, effects of it. Especially with the kids. Yeah. So, um, and there's no shame in admitting that you are in a dysfunctional family because I had to tell some people, hey, I'm not going over this so that you can become angry at your parents or mad about your upbringing because yeah. they did the best that they could with what they They had had. at the time that they had it yeah and they probably didn't know that they come from a dysfunctional family no you know because what i've noticed is i'll be in counseling and kind of go over the primary needs and they're like yep check had that check had that check Uh had that and then when i go into detail asking more probing questions it's like oh it's the complete opposite of
1: what they thought they had but I just wonder like um, because I just look at the family I came from Mm -hmm. and there was no conversation about anything
0: yeah I felt like mine had a lot of fear um, because this, uh, I heard a client say, you know, my dad instilled the fear of God and the fear of him Ooh. in us. And I'm like, that Ooh. doesn't even show the character of God. No, it doesn't. But I could relate to it because the religion I was raised in, the, yeah. the cult, right? Um, it it really only showed like God being this.
1: Master, so, like yeah, a task master, master,
0: And wrathful, Ooh. and angry if you did wrong. And. Um, Don't sin against yes. God.
1: Yeah, like you better never do that, or you're just condemned. Not the love of God no. and to change the sin. And how sad that is because. The most
0: damaging thing is it pushes people away from God. Like I do remember being like, yeah. "Why would I want to? Why would I want to love this God that's not
1: going to love me in return?" I told a client this uh, yesterday because the um, the teenager ish does not like this uh, does not like the stepdad because her biological died Mm -hmm. so therefore she doesn't want anything to do with God Mm -hmm. and I said well if she's looking at it that God took her dad away why would she want to have a relationship with stepdad and with God right you know what I mean
0: yeah
1: it's hard I think for teenagers or kids to process that like why would I put another man Mm -hmm. in my life when that man you know God took away my biological
0: yeah and then things
1: get all wonky right with that
0: yeah you 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 just you're you're drifting through life and kind of lost
1: yeah and that's that's yeah, they're lost. They're lost. Yeah, because so. they don't have the connection with a specific parent, right? Or they're it, not bonded, right? Not you know, bonded. You have to be. A child
0: needs to be bonded. Absolutely. And then you don't find your your purpose in who you are, and, and God leaves that hole to where only He can fill it. Like there it's, is a like with Adam and Eve, you know. Yeah. he... he what we're learning is like, because we're going through experiencing God, It's a mm. reminder that Adam was created to be in fellowship with God. Yeah. That was the whole purpose. That right. is That is our first purpose, Yeah, is to Absolutely. be in fellowship with God.
1: Right. Period. But if you don't know your identity in Christ mm-hmm. and you don't have a relationship with God, you are going to walk around... Like wondering, missing, yes, something's missing. Yeah, like something's missing. You something. don't know who you are. You don't know what your purpose is. Clearly, right. Right. but gosh, you gotta have, you gotta understand your identity in Christ. Yeah, yeah. So what so, uh, yeah, what so, do we got here with healing okay. from the
0: dysfunctional family? Um, let's go over the definition of dysfunction first. Oh yeah. Um, so, I'm going to give two definitions, um, but according to the dictionary, dysfunction is abnormal or weakened function of a social
1: group or family, mm-hmm. machine, or body. Okay? And can I just say this? Uh huh. When there's one person in the family that people are tiptoeing around, that's what that definition really does. Uh huh, a weakened function. Yes
0: of a social group or family member yeah yeah um but as christians dysfunction could be defined as anything not operating according to god's created purpose Ooh, say that again it is um anything not operating according to god's created purpose is dysfunction um so there's three primary needs that a child needs okay uh, one is your physical needs, like oh, yeah. food, shelter, shelter. clothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, guidance is number two. You need to be taught right or wrong, good and bad, truth, integrity. And can we stop there yeah, for a minute? Yeah, we need to define that a little more.
1: Because this is going to be hard as far as that guidance because there are people out there. You know how we like we recommend the Broken Children, Grown-Up mm-hmm. Pain book? Um there's adults out there that don't they never got any guidance. Yeah. And then now they're procreating. Yeah. And then now their kids aren't getting
0: Yeah. So think about what encompasses in giving someone guidance. It's good communication skills. Yeah. It is facing conflict with love, not avoiding. It's allowing your child to make a mistake and not feel shame and guilt. Guidance is also being the example of sharing with your children your weaknesses and your failures. Let's talk about that.
1: That's big because parents don't want their kids to fail. Yeah, And parents need to let, like they're guiding them, again, guidance, they're guiding them while they're still at home, let them fail at, at, certain things because then you can guide them and teach them about the failure because when they get out in the real world oh my (laughs) and we've seen this with teenagers that have come in and they're blown away because a coach has said yeah you know you stink at what you're doing or you know they're working a part-time job and the manager doesn't like them or whatever and Gosh, that just puts a whole... Pressure. Oh, pressure. But then what, the, what
0: happens is as they grow, the pressure turns to anxiety and yeah. stress. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And it doesn't just go away. Don't that you, has to be healed and processed through.
1: Don't you think guidance... Would it come under guidance or nurturing where we, um, where we give our kids approval where they need to be approved i think that would be guidance
0: yeah yeah i think um you know that would be them letting them know that you accept them how they are you know you accept them even in their weaknesses and failures they're not less than right you know and like there's so many People, like, I'll go through this little list, and they're like, yeah, I got guidance. I got physical needs taken care of. I right. got my nurturing. And then as I dive deeper, like, okay, here's a common question I'll ask. Okay, so when you were young, who did you feel comfortable and safe talking to about yeah. an issue or problem? Mom. And they're like, well, here's what they say. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't have anybody to talk to. I kind of isolated in my room. Oh, yeah. Well, then you were not getting guidance. No. They're confused, actually, of what these definitions are. Yeah. What is really, truly needed in a child to grow healthy mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Yeah, yeah. And then when you dive deeper in it, it's like, oh, no, uh uh-uh. No, I could never go tell my dad he had such an anger problem or... My mom just was so passive. Right, right. Um or, you know, you know they had their own issues so you got the eggshells you're walking on because if you went and you t- if you even expressed a problem or issue you had, it there was, was fear with
1: offense.
0: Yeah, or there was fear that yeah. they were going to blow it up and oh, be angry yeah, and you yeah. get punished. No or child should feel that they have to get punished for a mistake that they made. Now if they're repetitively making an issue yeah, an that's, issue that's a deal. That's a different that's where you have to have this guidance and discipline.
1: But see I also see too that this is this is difficult for these teenagers or kids that their parents are so dysfunctional, they're out of the picture and so now we got grandparents. Mm-hmm. Okay, well think about you know how grandparents were raised. Right. You know, that's like a whole other dynamic of of culture, I think. Yeah. And I,
0: I wanna kinda stress again about um parents being the example. Oh because how many times have we seen this? Here's I know that their heart is well, I don't want to share my failures and weaknesses because I don't want them to do that. I know it's a protective mechanism in a parent to do that, but to hide those. But it's not good. It's not healthy. It's not protecting them because you're you're nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, your child is going to have the same issues and problems yeah. you do because yeah. you have to remember they are a makeup of you and your spouse. Right. Like you're, they're made of you guys. Yeah. So like if you had maybe bullying or social issues when you were young they yep. probably will if they had anxiety or a little bit of depression during that that age of like you know 12 to 15 16 yeah, yeah. they probably will
1: which that i mean when you think about it gosh these kids i mean from 10 to teenager why do these kids have anxiety I know. I see a lot. Yeah. I see a lot. Why do these kids have anxiety? They should be living, like I told, you know, a 16-year-old this week. You should be living your best life.
0: Right. Having fun. Yeah. Having
1: fun and, you know, doing what 16-year-olds do. Right. Um,
0: But I have to stress to parents, like, when you don't share your weaknesses and failures you're not making yourself approachable to for your children to come to you no like w- if you never shared you had an issue or a problem why in the world would they feel safe to come to you and say i got a problem i got a problem dad they're not they're not they're not going to and
1: here's the thing do you want somebody else speaking into your kids right. like um them Google. an them? unbeliever yeah, kid on Christian a bus. or a unbeliever um, teacher right. or do you want like you said go to the internet right, or right. some other kid on the like, bus like
0: don't be afraid don't be afraid to ask your kids did you come across anything on the Internet by accident that may you may know that might be wrong? Yeah. Like, you're not going to yeah. get in trouble. I just need to know if you were exposed to that so we can talk about it. Yeah. Don't be afraid.
1: Ooh. Don't
0: think that your kids are going to be like, oh, I wonder what dad's talking about. I'm going to go try to figure it out. Right. No, what you're doing is you're teaching your child that there are bad things on the Internet. You have to protect your eyes.
1: Yeah. And, and all um, those bad things need to be exposed.
0: Yeah in that way, um, and, and, and tell them what it leads to such bondage and being um, addicted. Um, here's another thing parents probably don't tell children, and I don't know where I heard this if you told me, but you never know if you're going to be an addict until after you try it the first time. Absolutely. Alcoholics don't know they're going to be
1: alcoholics until they take one sip. Yeah, nobody just says... You know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and yeah. you know try some fentanyl, and I'm I'm going to be an addict why? for life. No, no. they don't know. So you don't know how your body
0: will really react to these addictive things. So why try? It, well, and I always you know? say,
1: and I think we've talked about this. You know, if you know if your if you saw that your kid was handed something that wasn't good. I don't know, handed a gun, let's just say. Mm -hmm. Like, aren't you going to go, like, aren't you going to do something? Mm -hmm. Right. Aren't you going to do something? Intervene,
0: guide, direct, Mm -hmm. instruct, teach.
1: Right. But what are you doing when you see your kid with their phone in their hand? Yeah. Are you guiding, directing, teaching? because that's just as dangerous dangerous. right correct yeah
0: so we so one way that i kind of um introduce good communication between parents and children is like at the dinner table and i know i've mentioned this on podcast is everyone will explain what was one good thing about your day what was one bad thing about your day and the key is is that mom and dad have to answer it too yeah. Because then you're starting to, like, tell your kids about bad things about your day and then right. how you got through it. Before you know it, you're actually just having conversation, conversation, but you're teaching them. At the you, same you time. You could be like, you know what? I, um, I went to work, and this person that really kind of gets on my nerves yeah. came to me and was just, you know, standing at my desk and talking and talking. I was getting so infuriated, so that was really bad. Yeah. But... I paused for a minute and I prayed, like, Lord, maybe they need some guidance or help. Maybe, there's a, maybe they feel safe with me. So let me, let me open my eyes. And before I knew it, I had peace over me. And then the, yeah. the person was confiding in some really serious things. I was able to guide and help them. Right. Like, that is teaching your children so Absolutely. much in life just by saying, what is one good thing about your day? What was one bad thing? Highs and lows. Yeah, you you make yourself approachable then. So Yeah,
1: because don't you want your kids to talk to you? Like, yeah. I always had this fear. Um, I never wanted my daughter to find out things from other people mm-hmm. because I wanted to make sure that what she was finding out was truth. Yeah, so one thing I did always
0: ask my girls, and I know they'll remember, is... Um, you know, everything like happens at the lunch table. Okay? Of course. So I would always <laughs> of say, course. how was lunch? Who did you sit by? Uh-huh. And then um, they would tell me, "And like, oh, how are they doing? What's going on in their world? What'd you guys talk about? Yeah. I literally would say that, repetitively. Yeah. And you'll find
1: out a lot about what they're learning.
0: Absolutely. And what is being
1: talked about. Here's the question you never ask a kid, because it's just, I, I mean, I know you know what the answer is already. You never ask a kid, "How was your day?" Right. Fine. Right. Okay, well, you're not going to get anything out of no. out of them. You got to ask yes. those questions. Right. Exactly. And then and
0: then the guidance won't feel so uh you know? There's yeah, no boundaries around it. It's more of like you having conversations with your kids.
1: So I think we were either talking about this Were we talking about this on Wednesday, maybe? That, um, oh gosh, I'm losing my train of thought, but conversations with our kids and um, directing them. For some reason, I feel like our our friend Gail, she was telling us something. Oh,
0: yeah, that could have been.
1: I don't know, maybe I'll come back to it because it's escaped my memory. Yeah,
0: but yeah, those are- Having those conversations. Yeah. Yeah, you got to, but yeah, there were some other things that kind of came up in regards to guidance, like, I think it's under nurturing. So let's move on. The third primary need is nurturing, Mm -hmm. which involves like getting hugs, love, compassion to be held. But the other things in there is telling your kids um, you love them. Yes, saying using words, I love you. Yeah. Um, Spending quality time with them. Um, nurturing them to be who they are and not trying to change them, like allowing them if they're an introvert. Like I had to tell this one young girl, um, I, I feel like it was a relief to her for me to say, it's okay oh, to be an yes. introvert. Like, I'm like, it's okay that you don't have friends with everyone. Let me explain to you what an introvert and extrovert is. Yeah. It just really means that your bubble is stronger because you yeah. like, or smaller because you like more intimate
1: yeah, small relationships.
0: relationships that are more quality. You know, and I said, extroverts, they make friends in the store. They sure. make friends in the elevator. Um, they may have a few intimate ones, but everybody's their friend. I yeah. said... That's who you are and that's okay. God needs both introverts and extroverts. And that's how Absolutely. God made you. Absolutely. That's how God made you. So now, you know, when you do have a child that has is an introvert, you still want to encourage them to be social. And spread you know, their wings a little. But but don't force them to like always go to big parties or want to go to all these sleepovers No, because that may not be parties, them it, They're not comfortable with that but Mm-mm. that's just who they are and there's nothing wrong with them Yeah, yeah And nurturing, they need to know they need to feel that bond
1: Okay, so that's a big thing like the emotional bond And that's hard too because if a parent if they never got that from their parents I just think of many clients that I've counseled you know in bad situations mm-hmm. that they grew up in yeah. and they didn't have any any parent to right. nurture them and to you know give them that physical affection or t- to tell them that they the parents love them how are they going to share that with their own kids right but it has to be it has to be um revelation or they have to seek the knowledge on how do you change that part of you so that your kids, you know, feel nurtured and feel loved and protected and provided for. Right. And I believe in
0: that nurturing is being able to express your emotions and allow your children to see it. Nurturing is crying with them. Of course. Oh, wait.
1: Can we just stop on that for a minute? Because here's my biggest pet peeve. Men, you have got to quit telling your sons that that they can't cry. Yeah,
0: that has to stop.
1: Oh, my gosh. That does so much damage. It does.
0: It, It just, what you're teaching them is that you only show whether you're happy or angry. Right. Because, yeah because when when they are feeling emotions like let's say they were really hurt or disappointed, sad
1: yeah sad
0: they they are told to like stuff that emotion and not show it because what do you want to do when you're sad you want to cry right what do you want to do when you were hurt you want to cry and so what happens is that emotion stays in your body and then not good it comes out as anger later yeah when it can't be stuffed anymore, right? It is pre- it expresses itself in anger. And then you got an angry child. Yeah. Do you want that? Right. Do you want an angry teenager? Exactly. <laughs> so nurturing, you know, and emotions, I always say this, are for the other person. If your child came to you and really shared something deep and they were hurting, and you were stone cold face because oh you're gosh. like, Don't cry, don't cry, you you got this you gotta be strong for them Your kids are not gonna don't trust say, you. Don't say I gotta be strong for them so I can't show a tear. that's not being strong no it's not being loving either strong for them is being an advocate and a voice and being that for them and supporting them yeah but not don't throw not showing emotion into i gotta be strong so don't show emotion right they need to see that you hurt just as much as they hurt yeah but you're gonna go through it together right yes kids need that nurturing to know my mom and dad are on my side and they get they get it you know, they understand it, they, they get what I feel, and they feel it too, um, and they have more wisdom and guidance to help me get through this. You've
1: gotta show that to your kids. I have uh, several, um, several different cases where the teenagers, they need their dad. Mm-hmm. Like, mom's in the picture, You know, dad works a hard job and everything, and dad just wants things done exactly how he wants them done. Mm -hmm. And these kids are, you know, going off to college, and they're trying to figure out life, and they're making some mistakes, and they go back home, and they just get lit into. Mm -hmm. Because they were never shown that it's okay to make Mm mistakes, or you know it's okay that you didn't pass this class but let's figure out why you didn't pass it right and let's do better next time Mm -hmm. instead it's just like volatile yeah and so these kids are just saying well why do I want to come back home right parents you need your kids to come back home for as long as they want to come back home and so saying all this we know
0: you love your children and we know parents love your children but what, why we're bringing this out is you need to reflect on your own upbringing so yeah. you know the root of why your behavior is the way it is and then you can correct it
1: go read you that book you gotta see
0: that what you're doing is not healthy healthy it's not normal it's mm-hmm. not the best option for you to see that and and then you could be like oh okay yeah my own upbringing I didn't have anybody safe to go to, mom or dad. Yeah. Or my own upbringing, I never heard the words, I love you. Right. Or, you know, I I never could make a mistake. I was never allowed to make a mistake. Or think about that moment when you felt disappointment and something, something, you know, something in your mind told you like oh don't ever do that again right because but you're go- your, your children are gonna disappoint you okay you just can't yep. like totally make it feel like it's their mis- their mistake right you know just be like it's okay to say well gosh I'm disappointed that happened but I still love you yeah
1: exactly I, I,
0: we're gonna get through this you can make a mistake this was yeah. a mistake I know that you didn't intentionally mean to do this right Um you just got to give them those words but again as we've gone through these don't really think about your own upbringing and then
1: get that book broken children grown up pain Pain by paul hedstrom
0: yes and another really good thing to know how your child is loved is to do the five love language of course absolutely um because i've had a lot of parents and kids do that and as soon as they start um, implementing the way their child is loved because every child is different. Yep. So you might have one child that loves hugs and one child is like, don't touch me.
1: Exactly. Okay. Now, yeah. See,
0: what's sad is a parent will compare and enforce the same thing on a child.
1: Gosh, you can't do so that. So what you're
0: doing is you're changing that child when they just don't like to be touched. They would rather do have you do acts of service for them. Well,
1: and then you're creating this wedge between yes. the siblings yeah. because one of them are they're going to get hurt because well mom mom or dad clearly like the other one because they're trying to change me into yes into sister or brother comparison jealousy starts oh so gosh. you got to be really aware oh of that
0: so that's a really good guide is to do the five love languages quiz mm-hmm. post it so that it's not out of sight out of mind i always say post the top 2 yeah of each family member sure and just start making it a priority to implement the way that your child and your spouse is loved
1: every day every week take a hold of these kids don't let Mm. them get up don't let the world get to them Mm -hmm. yeah because i mean we said we say this every single day it's getting worse than the day before yeah and i mean do you want the world to be raising your kids and you know mm-hmm. have all this hurt right right and we can end
0: on like jeremiah twenty nine eleven. i know oh, that's yeah. a it's a common verse Love But it. for i know the plans that i have for you plans to give you a future and a hope and i know that that's what parents have for their own children Absolutely. this is what the father has for us and i know that you want to give your child a good future and hope so set them up with all of their primary needs yeah And just guide nurture and give them their physical needs to to be successful and to be healthy emotionally and spiritually mentally well
1: it's parents uh it's their um responsibility to do it yeah like you don't have a choice right you're the ones that you know with god's help created these children and he's entrusting these kids to you and these are all things that can be learned you don't. Oh, you yeah. don't have an ex-
0: You can't have an excuse to say, "Well, that's not
1: how I was raised." So. Oh gosh, don't use that excuse. because you and me, <laughs> we will tell you, sorry, we're not going to listen yes. to that because anybody can change. Right, and if you need further help, you can always contact us. Yeah.
0: Set up some. We'll questions. help you. Yeah. <laughs> but I think next time we should kind of go into some of those. Um, oh, types of children. Like if you don't correct these behaviors, we're going to talk about what happens
1: to the kids. What, yeah,
0: to what kind of role the child would take on by having being raised in a dysfunctional family that yeah. has some of these needs missing. Yeah, so, cuz we yeah. looked
1: at the list and I totally I totally was a couple of them. Yeah, so. same here. So yeah, you'll have to tune in next time. Right.
0: Okay. All right, well, well have a later. good day. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.